0: Welcome to this episode of the Next Guy Up podcast, starring Kinsley, Zach, and myself, Mason. Uh, We got a fun episode for you guys. We're going to go over, we've been doing cycle on Messing Around Mondays, so we're going to do a sports cycle for you guys. We're also going to do one of my favorites, Guess That Stat, and of course, we're going to finish up with some futures. So, let's get the pod going. Let's go. Let's get it. Depends, Uh, you had some bets that did not go very well for you last weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm traditionally on team Never Cash Out. If you find me on Twitter, you'll find it in my handle. I'm part of that team. Uh, Had quite a few bad, bad beats last Sunday. If if I didn't sound super chipper on the uh, messing around Monday, well, it's because your boy... Had fifteen dollars bet on DraftKings that should have turned into over five hundred and I lost. I I lost and I lost and I lost. But I had cash outs on each one that were over a hundred and I never took them. And it's always the last leg. Like I had a, a crazy parlay, all the six legs of it hit, and then the one safe leg that I thought. Was this was the Oakland A's losing to the San Francisco Giants? They're like minus 275. I say to myself, why would I cash out for 100 when it's going to pay out 300? And what happens? I lose. Now, Zach has always been a big proponent of cashing out. Zach big will bet. Big cash out guy, yeah. If if Zach sees a profit, he takes it. And that's probably why Zach's a better gambler than me at the end of the day.
2: That's not true. <laughs>
1: No, Maybe more sure. profitable. <laughs> you
2: know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a I'm a math guy. I also don't like risk very much. So when it comes to gambling, if I have a little bit of an edge, I'm probably going to take it because it means I'm making some money at the end of the day. Uh, funny story. We went, to, um, we went to a casino one time and we played the quarter slots and I won $12 on like my third pull, And then that was I it. said, all right. I'm done for the night. <laughs> I walked away with my $12, bought my dinner with it, and it felt great about it.
1: There you go. Uh,
2: but that's me. I, I'm a big fan of cashing out, taking my money, and running. Uh, so I, I'm not on the never cash out train for sure. Never
0: change, Zach. Never change. Thank you, Mason. I never will. See, here's my whole thing with cashing out. I feel if you had a $15 bet and You, it's easy to say now, right? That it's like, dang it, I should have cashed out. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, if you cashed out for a hundred and then you missed out on two hundred dollars, I feel like your regret is more than, oh, I just lost 15 bucks. It's more like you lost 200, right? Especially if it's the last leg,
2: you won. One hundred.
1: But that's, but that's the thing. I did. I did the hard part. I mean, this was like two different same game parlays parlayed together for guys getting hits. One guy to hit a home run, and then it was just the Giants to win. That was that was ten to win three eleven, and then I had a golfer, uh, Russell Henley. I had five to win one thirty. His cash out was like fifty, and I was like, no, he's gonna win. And then what happens? He blows it. And so I don't know. It's just tough. I'm I'm really starting to maybe lean towards Zach's side, where maybe the cash outs maybe the cash out might be worth it every once. You in mean a while. the dark side?
2: Uh, Listen, here's the deal. You're gonna sure there might be a time or two where you're like, oh man, I missed out on some money. I could have I could have waited it out. But you're hitting money every time. You're making money every time you cash out, no matter what. I mean, you're not gonna cash out and lose money. You, if you cash out in your head, you're making money. So it's going to add up eventually. Yeah, you might hit big, but you might also lose like tens did multiple times last week.
1: Yep. And then I went chasing. And then, uh, then we've been on pause because responsibly out here, uh, you, you go, <laughs> you don't go chasing. But if you do and you keep losing, then you just time out. I closed the sports book for a few days and don't even look at it. So, I don't know. Cash, cashing out might be I, – I might try it. I might see how I feel. I might feel dirty after doing it. But uh, I'm going to give it a whirl, right. I think.
2: Try it. It'll feel great. Seeing that money like count will feel good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then it ended up would have hit and you missed out, which reminds me, I did see on the X, uh, not Twitter, but the X, there was a mm. post on Twitter. twitter yeah twitter forever uh there was this parlay that somebody put together it was a dollar to pay out eight thousand dollars it was a 10 leg parlay a bunch of plus money on here and they cashed out because they hit like six out of the 10 or eight out of the 10 at the time they cashed out with $538.98. So Zach, do the math on that. Beep, boop, that's beep, boop, beep, boop. That's, that's like a how great W. <laughs> how much percentage is that? Like a lot. Uh, <laughs> but they would have won 8000 if they didn't cash out. So there's always a right. back and forth with this.
2: They didn't have to sweat it out. They were there. They got the automatic money for sure thing. Walked away. I like it.
0: That, yes, they gained like five hundred and thirty-seven dollars off their dollar and forty-six cents. That's bet. how you have
2: to look. You don't. You don't. You can't look at it like, "Oh, I missed out on all this money." You have to be like, "Oh, I made five hundred seventy dollars today. That's that a great was, day."
0: That would still been tough. I know
1: Zach's really, really pers- persu- persuading me over here. I can't talk.
0: allegedly. I don't know. Words with Tinsley <laughs> throwing it back. Um, so let's go ahead and start out with the sports cycle here cuz i can't wait to hear some of everybody's uh news topics that they want to you know bring to the table here. Uh Tinsley, you want to go first?
1: Yeah, sure. I will I will start us off and um this is a very very near and dear subject to me and we're talking about running backs. Running backs in the mm-hmm. NFL. Love a running back. As a former running back, stand with my brothers. <laughs> No,
2: but, uh, that one, no winning.
1: it's, uh, it's, uh, so it's fantasy season. So you're really, you're really kind of paying attention to what's going on in training camp. Right. And there are some big name running backs who have decided to, you know, they had this meeting, all the running backs have been angry about not getting paid and not being valued. Well, there's some big name running backs who have decided they're going to hold out so far during camp. Uh, jo- Josh Jacobs um, leading rusher from the NFL last year for the Raiders has held out and has threatened that he's not going to play. Like he's accepting the $50,000 fine a day. He said, I'll pay it. I'm not coming to play for you guys until you pay me. He, he agreed to play on the franchise tag last year and thought that the Raiders would do good by him by giving him a contract. They did not. And so now he's willing to hold out. That's a huge part of their offense. You've got, Uh, J.K. Dobbins with the Ravens, they're saying it's a knee injury thing. They put him on the PUP list. He's saying he's 100% healthy, and it's a contract issue. I mean, that's a guy – that's an offense that kind of depends on their running backs, their run-first offense. Um, So not having their star running back is a big ordeal. And then the big news with the running backs so far this offseason is Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Uh, This might be a Colts-heavy episode Mm -hmm. once we get – Going here in a little bit, but the Colts and Jonathan Taylor seem to be at a standoff where he has requested a trade. He's not gonna he says he's not gonna play for them. They've countered and said that, well, you it, you got injured not at the facility training on your own time in the offseason. We're gonna put you on the NFI list, which means they still would control his contract. This year wouldn't count, they wouldn't have to pay him. And so it would just be like a, a like a nothing gained year for him. So he's he's definitely like it's it's a big standoff. And I, for the Colts to lose their best player, that's that's a really big ordeal. And we're it's not like it's like the first or second day of training camp for these guys. I mean we're we're preseason week one right now. We're we're a month from the season starting.
0: So the whole thing with the running back sitting out, you still don't have leverage. When is the last time that we saw this, Zach and Tinsley? Uh, say it together. Hmm. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. And he ruined he, it for everybody. He really did. But I think someone did the math on it and he technically lost money in the like how much he missed of the fines, for the, yeah. The amount of fines, like somebody did a lot of like math and was like, Hey, if he would have just like did what it took the franchise tag, like he would have made more I mean, money than he did that year. It's easy to say that now, you know, yeah, but it's one of those things. I get tough it situations. though. If,
1: if if Josh Jacobs hurt got hurt last year on the franchise tag, the Raiders would have never had to give him a contract. And then he's just sitting at home. Um I mean we're talking he, about He million. might never he's get picked million. up again. Yeah, exactly. Look Look at he tore his ACL. Cook and...
0: Blanner Fournette, Cream Hunts having trouble. Like yeah. they're all having trouble trying to get some, like signed contracts. But at
1: the end of the day, I mean, NFL is a business as much as like it's sad to say. Like you get attached to these players, and and they're fun to watch. But at the end of the day, it's it's a business. They're trying to make money, and the running back position is one where you can just go draft some dudes out of college every year with fresh legs and just kind of churn them out. So it's it's been a very interesting situation. It's definitely something to be keeping track of with fantasy drafts starting up. I mean, it's fantasy season out here in the streets, and uh, you don't want to go and draft Jonathan Taylor in the first round and then uh, he'd be held out all year.
0: Zach, how you feeling about fantasy this year? You feel prepared, ready to go?
2: You know, I, I've been doing some research. Um, my research usually just includes a couple of uh, a couple of pops. Couple of podcasts, maybe some the fantasy uh, footballers, some articles, <laughs> fantasy footballers. Shout out, sponsor us. Another podcast. <laughs> um, we'll come on your show. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, sometimes I, I do a little bit of research, but usually I, I, I draft with my heart. You know, whatever I feel is right, That's where I'm headed.
1: Whatever the ESPN ADP tells you to do, that's oh, where wait. I'm headed. I took it away this year, boys. I'm the commissioner, and we are going old school, pen and paper. Figure it out.
2: See, I think Tinsley. For everyone who doesn't know, let's talk about fantasy for a second. Let's talk about it for a second. Tinsley, let's talk. Where did you finish in fantasy last season? Can we talk about oh, that
1: first? yeah, dead last. Okay. My team was
2: garbage. So Tinsley, in in an effort, I think, to weed out some of us people who maybe don't pay as much attention, has has start has changed our draft order changed the draft where now we're doing it on fully on a big board mm-hmm. instead of on the computer now ready for in. taking away the like auto draft option that some people maybe me some sometimes <laughs> like to rely on for picks and he's like oh you have to actually know about the NFL now but psych i'm going to do some more research this year I'm so- coming for
1: everybody well, let me just ask this question. I
2: listen to so many podcasts, you have no idea.
1: Did did I leave it up to a vote?
2: You did. No, it's fair. I mean, it's a fair. I I will say I'm in the bottom half of the league and as far as knowing stuff about the NFL. <laughs> I, I know a lot about the Titans and I follow them. But as far as other teams, I'm much more up to date on the college world, I would say for sure. So who knows how it's going to go? Is what I'm saying. I, I oh, don't know.
1: I can't wait. I you draft. Oh, I know. Pick.
2: I'm drafting Trevor Trevor Lawrence in the first round, <laughs> and Tins is going to draft me half of his team for him later on. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> Worst case f-
2: scenario is Tins has hundreds of dollars on Trevor Lawrence to do well this season, so he has to root for my team to perform well, and it mm. is going to hurt him. Now it's that going to is split a theory. His allegiances
1: that would hurt like me. A Here's the thing. I am drafting second overall, and I don't know. Listeners at home, you might want to be glued to your social media Sunday (laughs) afternoon. I could be taking Trevor second overall just to ensure myself that these boys in our league don't do what Zach just said, because I have a history of overpaying for my quarterback. (laughs) This is true. I I traded AJ Green in his prime for Blake Bortles. So, uh, (laughs) yikes. (laughs)
2: So here, um. Here's the situation I see. I foresee for Tinsley's. I, we we said this wasn't going to be a Jacksonville Jaguars episode, but I, I have a take. I, I was thinking about this earlier today. What's going to happen, Tins? Whenever your NFL team obviously is the Jags, so you're emotionally invested. Yeah. You're also pretty financially invested at this point. Uh huh. With, with significant amounts of bets on the Jags for the future, and you're, you're also right. going to base your fantasy team around the Jags as well. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what they say: putting all of your eggs in one basket. And what they say, <laughs> so they say, I'm death afraid... comes
1: in threes. So I might, <laughs> I might as well.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid for your like, for your emotional mental state. It's like Trevor Lawrence tears an ACL week one. Oh, like,
1: don't oh, speak don't that. To
2: like I'm that. just saying, potentially things happen.
0: I'm or gonna have to check on Tinsley daily. games
2: this season, or you know, like, just but they have a lot of hype right now. I get it. Mm. I'm a Tennessee Vols fan. I've lived I've lived this life. We don't
1: have a lot of hype. Them suckers at Good Morning Football ranked Trevor as the 14th oh best quarterback in the AFC or something stupid like that. The only quarterback <laughs> I, uh, he was ahead of was the three rookies, C.J. Stroud, uh, Richardson, and Will Levis, male boy. So, no, I don't accept <laughs> this. The Jaguars have a lot of hype narrative. I don't accept
2: it. Well, they do. Believe they, it or not. No, they I'm, have it nationwide. You know no, this is true. I've seen a post. lot of yeah. hype.
0: Yeah, I've seen some posts and some articles of like Trevor making a leap from where he's at now to listen, superstar. Or how NBA.
2: did we turn? I don't know how this went to a jet. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say.
1: Yeah, listen, I I didn't I didn't do this. Friends did
2: not do this. That's true.
1: I was trying to take a two week break from the Jets, <laughs> and look how well, long I it lasted. Bring it,
2: well, it's because. <laughs> Morning. I sent. I, I was listening to some things, and they said yeah. Trevor Lawrence could be a really good, a really good um, quarterback pickup, and that uh, they think he's going to turn a corner this year and really be elite. And so I texted Tins, and I was like, Tins, Trevor yeah, Lawrence Zach, good. Zach's really three. trying
1: to get me to draft him second overall. It, <laughs> That's what I've it is. thought it's about it all day. It's been in my brain all day.
2: Tinsley's drafting two, and I'm drafting three for for everyone out there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple big, big names on the board. I mean, I wouldn't mind if you wanted to pick up Trevor Lawrence second over some other people that I would love to fall to me. You know? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: So I'll go ahead and take over the cycle.
2: Um, Sorry, seasons No, <laughs> you're, you're fine. Your cycle. <laughs> no, you're good.
0: So uh, I'm all about it. I'm. This is. Uh, I like enjoy. I enjoy what, talking about fantasy football and stuff. So, but Tinsley brought it up earlier. T- Preseason is finally underway, or what I like to call it, John Harbaugh season. <laughs> yep, you heard it here. Har- Harbaugh dominates in the preseason, and the Ravens are currently on a 23-game winning streak in the preseason. Did you know that, Zach?
2: Wow, I did not. Did you put money on them?
0: <laughs> so, that is a that is a great question, Zach. John Harbaugh has the best record against the spread among all current head coaches in the preseason. So bonus bet alert everybody i'm taking this trend i'm riding it and if it falls flat you know what it's just that's how it goes when riding a trend but the ravens are at minus four and a half at home against the eagles on saturday night that is my mason what if
1: what if you're the one who derails the train
0: what if you just did it what if it's you I mean, it's not the Titans, so it's just That's the Ravens. Just the is, the Ravens. There you, is there a certain number streak streaks
2: Is there a certain number streak where you almost have to start like really Fading? caring because then oh. it's like, is it time for him to start oh, putting starters in, in like the fourth quarter? And it's like, I can't let this streak up. You know, like the streak <laughs> is more important than regular season games at this point. We got to keep it going.
0: The whole star, the whole starters thing. Could you imagine him putting? Lamar Jackson back in and Lamar Just Jackson win a had, a seed, game. And he had a season <laughs> in ending injury. I mean, he would get fired the next day. So, the streak Mason,
1: but the streak.
0: A preseason streak that doesn't even count <laughs> towards the record.
1: Hey, it counts in the betting records.
0: So, we're talking about it right now. Yeah, bets count
2: in preseason, Mason. <laughs>
0: I was looking at all the the wide receivers and they all have like pretty good starting cuz Lamar Jackson, you know, has some injuries in the past so you're looking at like the uh help me out tense hunley brett hunley oh the backup quarterback yeah yeah yeah, yeah. tyler Huntley. tyler who's brett hunley is that one
1: that's uh you're thinking of uh yeah brent brent i know who you're talking about ucla quarterback backup for aaron Rodgers for a while i don't know anything about the nfl though
0: no, you're good. Tyler Hunley, Josh uh, Johnson, and Anthony Brown. Um, hmm. Those are the ones that – so I think Anthony Brown, didn't he like start a game? He did. Yeah, he, he started a game, game for him last year. So we're talking some experience actually playing in real games compared to some of the other preseason like depth chart, court, like quarterback depth charts out there. So I feel pretty good about it. Four and a half. Ain't I bad. like it. I like it. Oh, you took. Sp- oh, I would have just taken Moneyline. line. So I was gonna take money line with some. Well, it's like juiced. So I was gonna take it money line with something else, but I didn't find anything else I liked. Mm. Like, so we're just gonna we're gonna ride the spread minus four and a half. Love it, Mason. I hope Love You know it. they're
2: gonna win by one point or like three points, and then the streak continues. But you, lose but you bet. don't.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, so. My, I appreciate that. Well, last week, I did bet the Browns' money line, and I was like, everybody that's listening at home, you're going to figure out live if I cash my bet or not, and it cashed. If anybody wants to pay attention, I took the uh, Houston Texans and the C- Seattle Seahawks, both money line parlayed together at like plus 154. So everybody will know tomorrow if this bet cashed, which we already know the Texans won. Mason Mason
1: might be out here, be, be the best preseason gambler there ever was right. <laughs> ever was if we wake up tomorrow he's one he's two and oh and one one of them's a two-leg parlay just you need Let's to hop on these them. bets
0: well we'll see what happens Um, uh, the browns one was at plus money so yeah. but that's my cycle zach what you got big dog
2: all right we are transitioning a little bit to the college world Uh, I talked about this a little bit, the college stuff a little bit earlier. College football starts in three weeks, fellas, Uh, we're close. But in the last week or two, there has been a significant amount of action that is not really related to things on the field, but related to things in conference. And there has been some insane stuff, like changing the (laughs) landscape of college football, like at its core has been happening around the nation. Um, as probably everyone knows, the SEC last year made a, made a deal to acquire or for Texas and Oklahoma to join, which is a really big I mean Texas and Oklahoma humongous like assets as far as conferences go. And they're joining in 2024, so that's gonna be a huge deal next year. And they've already released some schedules. Uh, and there's some really fun matchups that are coming out of that. And so what's happened this offseason is um, the Big 12 and Big Ten have kind of done some moving on their own. And there has been some significant motion, especially with the Pac-12. And so talking about the biggest losers of it, Pac-12. (laughs) R.I.P.
1: The Pac-12. As of of
2: right now, in 2024, the the Pac-12 has four teams uh, that are part of the Pac-12 at this point. Four teams total. And they're the only ones left over that have not been, which, I mean, that's pretty, uh, that that looks pretty bad on those four teams. Here are the four teams left. Uh, They are California, Oregon State, Stanford, and Washington State. Not even tiny schools, but they're yeah. the, the Pac four, the only teams <laughs> left because there have been a ton of teams get moved around. Uh, and so we saw Oregon and Washington move to the Big Ten, which now has 18 teams as of 2024, <laughs> an 18-team conference uh, with USC and UCLA also moving and then the Big Twelve, uh, they added Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, C- uh, UCF, and then also Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Now, didn't and so they have uh, sixteen teams as well now? Okay. UCF,
1: Cincinnati, BYU, some of the Big Twelve is it happened this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, um, they're, they they so they have add, sixteen man, after.
2: Semester. It's it's craziness. I mean. And so what we see now is really these three big conferences emerge from it all. I mean ACC is still kicking, but there's some questions about Florida State as what I've heard that they Florida State could could possibly move um there's only 18 teams, only 18 teams uh in the Big 10 at this point. And so, I mean 18 is a weird number. You think that two more could round it up to 20 and that would make kind of a And so there's a couple spots open. Uh wild stuff that I I don't know what to think about it. I mean, it, it's a bummer for those four teams. I've heard that part of the reason is that the Pac-12 commissioner has just absolutely like destroyed yeah, his conference. It was, but-
1: it was Yeah, the it was the commissioner before. He set him up with a really bad TV deal, and this new guy didn't really do much really either. Uh, I saw a fun thing where they were looking at doing um, the four remaining on the Pac-12 to yeah. join with the um, – not not the mountain west yeah the mountain west yeah yeah that would be the mountain west has some fun teams it's for like basketball but um not really football boise state really being yeah being it
2: and there has been a lot of talking points about the distances between some of these schools now especially in the big 10 yeah talking about having like west coast teams and then all these other like midwest like there's such, there's a huge gap. And so it's not a big deal with football because they're going to jump on a plane and they're going to fly. But like, what are they going to do for tennis? And what are they going to yeah. do for swimming? Like, are they going to really travel all that way for all these different sports? Uh, I mean, I get this. The Pac-12 deal was like with, it's, it's with Apple TV. Yeah. And so if you don't have Apple TV, guess what? You're not watching a single Pac-12 game. That's the, that's the worst deal. I mean, that's terrible. And I think that's why all the people in the conference were like, what are we doing with this? Yeah. And so they that's what they bailed. And I mean, I get it. They're making a huge amount of money, I think, joining Big Ten and Big 12. And so I don't blame them. Uh, but it, it is doing something crazy with uh, some of our conferences here. I mean, SEC got a lot stronger. Uh, but Big Ten and Big 12, which they're going to need renaming soon. I think we should yeah. talk about fixing those names at this point with yeah. 18 and 16 teams. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and see how some matchups occur. Um, the one team that I would like to publicly call out is Notre Dame. Ooh. What, what, is, what are we doing, Notre Dame? Can we join a conference? I, are you just like, I, I truly don't understand. Are they scared? I mean, I do understand. It's because they have the nicest, the sweetest gig in all of college football. They don't have to play anybody they don't want to play. Yep. They're play they have Ohio State on the schedule this season. Um which is they're just gonna get smoked probably. <laughs> yeah,
1: but then they're gonna go nine and one and still be in conversation for the playoff.
2: Yeah, they'll win everything else because they have a bunch of cupcakes on the schedule. I um, mean they play in the AC they have a five I think they play five games in the ACC. Uh, and with all that's happening, I get that they're this whatever huge market team and uh cowards. I think they're just cowards.
1: Yeah. Join the Big Ten already. You're playing in their backyard.
2: Anybody, anybody. Just Do join them.
1: What I can't wait for with all this conference realignment, I can't wait for early Saturday morning UCLA playing at Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, talk about must-see TV. We're, we've got some matchups, some new rivalries oh, going to no. be born. Yeah, man. It's going to be, gonna be great. Uh, it's definitely wild.
2: I'm excited for Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC schedule. I think yeah. – um, Personally, I'm hoping it's a rude awakening for them. Uh, I think it. I think they will get uh, slapped around a little bit with some of the SEC schedule, which will be fun. Yeah. To watch, but uh, I mean, the same way Texas A&M has, I think that they could emerge and win some big games, and it'd be fun. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it shapes out next year and see what happens. I I do. I feel like we have to have a name change here. Yeah. A couple of conferences. Uh, but other than that... And I have like a, cool. I have some more takes. My one of my my feature I'm going to give later has some takes around here, so I'm going to save Ooh. it for then. But all right, I can't wait, can't wait to hear them. All right, that's it, that's it for my new cycle, my sports cycle. Bang bang,
0: love it. Let's all get right. us a stat.
2: I, I'm I ready for this one. I feel all ready. Tensley, right. what's your record?
1: Uh, I'm on four or four and one, three and one, something like
2: that. Zach, what's yours? I feel like I'm Hot. one in three. I think I'm. Okay, it's been and a tough, then, tough look for me. I, I got to make uh, a comeback.
0: Audience, keep up with what your uh, record is. We'll we'll see you on the social media. Uh, for this, guess that stat. This is a level four out of five. Oh, I feel can pretty confident. Level one about next week, Mason. Nah, let's get level. One of the level well, ones. A level one I gave you last week was where was uh, Dublin located? Oh, and you both one. rolled your eyes and was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> we all know that." More of that those too easy. <laughs> so, who is the youngest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl? A. Russell Wilson, B. Joe Namath, C. Ben Roethlisberger, D. Patrick Mahomes, or E. Tom Brady. Hmm. Yes, I gave out five options okay. instead of four.
1: It's Big Ben or, or Patty. Oh, Patrick Holmes getting in there makes it.
2: I'm going I'm Joe, Joe Namath.
1: I'm
0: going Big Roethlisberger. It was C,
2: Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we sucked five again.
1: one. We don't suck. You suck. I him great.
0: What was the first one? It was the first one you mi- We missed, right? I did Justin this
1: Jefferson. Oh, oh yeah, this, to this day, <laughs> to this day, it's gonna
0: haunt me. Five and one, ten's how. Five and one, what, baby. what? What do you think you can keep this win streak on? Because right now you are on four. You want to try mm. to get to ten? I like the number. I think 16. 16 is a nice number. <laughs> Which is going to break
2: first. John Harbaugh's preseason streak for your streak. <laughs> stat stat. Yeah. <laughs> I got oh, some ground to right. make up. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we'll but start doing win, like But if he foreign... wins out the preseason, then he won't lose again until next season. Like I know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I don't have an off season. That's <laughs> true. He has
2: all season to prepare for next preseason.
0: We just do a whole episode of guess that stats. We'll do like eighteen on <laughs> one episode. So before the season gets started, we wanted to talk about something that we have been doing in the like what's what happened in the off season, and this is kind of a hot topic. I feel like every single year, sometimes it gets blown up a portion. Sometimes I feel like it does have meaning, and that would be the combine. So does the combine? performances by the players line up with success in the NFL. I have an example for everybody. John Ross, which by the way who retired this season, uh having one of the fastest 40-yard dashes. Um name a player that ha- did stand out or had a lot of hype during a combine but ended up just you didn't even just ended up flunking or not doing very well uh or name a player that you thought should have done better in the combine so give me like give some examples of what you thought about like the combine in past seasons or combine this season what so i'll turn it over to Tim yeah, here
1: I, I think the combine's fun it's fun to get these guys running around 40 times verticals for the most part, I think it's really just a time for interviews for teams to get to know these players unlock, uh, like medical stuff. But I don't know that the combine really translates to playing football too often. There's been plenty of times we've seen guys that go absolutely off at the combine. And then they're not, they're just, they're not super great football players. They're just rare athletes. So but I brought in,
0: oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. And then I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> i was just gonna say i brought up john ross having right. the fastest but one of the other fastest was chris johnson was chris johnson right um but then i mean there's like every
1: year there's there's an, a receiver or a corner that that gets close to that 40 yard dash time that's just gets drafted doesn't ever do anything darius Hayward bay uh jamarcus russell was a combine freak um DeMontre Yikes. Poe, defensive tackle for the Chiefs who got drafted super high cuz he could lift really heavy and was really fast for a 300 plus pound man and then he never turned in anything. So, as someone who has cared about the NFL draft for a long time because my team always sucked and I was always drafting really high, so the the combine was like the beginning of the offseason. Uh I don't know. I I just it, it doesn't I don't I don't put too much stock in being able to run 40s and uh, play good football
0: so every year i feel like there's a player that just gets a ton of hype by their performance at the combine this year was anthony richardson i think his stock jumped up tremendously yep some people didn't even project him in the first round and then he was at the very beginning of the first round yeah there was there was
1: talks of him sneaking up to first overall after the combine because he's six because he's six foot five ran a fast 40 and threw all those passes and under everybody's in their underwear
0: not playing against the defense running around on a field so i actually have some stats for you a four four three 40 yard dash that's the fourth fastest since 2000 michael vick reggie mcneil uh and rg3 had faster times And then he had a vertical of 40 inches and a broad jump of 129 inches, and both of those were an all-time record for quarterbacks. But here's... Why does that matter? Why does the vertical jump matter for a quarterback at all? Uh, Because, well, I think for other people, it's just showing how much of a freak of an athlete he is. I guess, but... uh... Because... The quarterbacks these days are – you almost have to be two-dimensional. If you look at some of the most successful ones right now, it's a lot of running and like Lamar Jackson just got paid a huge contract. You're talking about Patrick Mahomes. He got – he he runs the ball a lot and he's a, a really good passer. So you're looking at you need athletes as quarterbacks these days. So, but that's all I had about Anthony Richardson. How do you feel about Anthony Richardson and that team as a whole Tens? Yeah. So
1: um, to kick off our Friday futures, I dove in to the Colts. Mason gave this topic of, you know, touching on the combine and talking about, does it translate to NFL success? And I did a deep dive into these Indianapolis Colts, not just because I'm a Jaguars fan and I absolutely hate the Colts, uh but because I, I'm a I'm a journalist at the end of the day and I'm a betting professional. And I'm also most importantly, I'm plus money hunting. So I get on DraftKings after I do my research and say, let's find out what the Colts win total is. And it was sitting at six and a half, minus one ten, and it was uh, it was juiced a little bit like minus one forty-five at uh under six and a half wins. And I said, Well, what happens if I take it down? What if we took it down a notch? Because at the end of the day, I'm plus money hunting. To get the Colts under five and a half wins was plus 180. And here's the reason why I absolutely smashed that under. This team's not winning five games, everybody. I don't think they're going to start the season with Anthony Richardson. Now, I do think he ends up being the starter by week four or five because Jim Irse will get impatient and want to see his new toy running around out there. Um, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode with the running backs, John. I don't see John, Jonathan Taylor playing, and even if he does play, he's missed so much time uh, already, and that's a recipe for a pulled hamstring that's going to linger the rest of the year. That's what happens to these running backs every time they hold out. Le'Veon Bell did the same thing, missed a whole year with a with a pulled hamstring that just never goes away. And this,
0: if you're mad at that team for not paying you, are you even going to give a hundred percent? Like, let's you be honest. Sure,
1: are not um another reason i really like this is that they lost five starters and we're not talking to like middle of the road guys here they lost their number one pass rusher guy who led them in sacks their number one cover corner their best offensive lineman i didn't count matt ryan uh losing him because that was just terrible um as a quarterback play and then they lost their second receiver who was pretty much their number one receiver. He His stats really matched up with Michael Pittman's. And so we're, I, I just don't see where this team is going to win over five games. They have a, uh, I, I think the whole division got better as much as it pains me to say, I think the Titans are going to be back to being a very good team this year. It's going to be a fun division battle. I think the Texans got better. I don't think the Texans are going to be just rolling over for everybody all, all year long. Um, so and then we play the NFC South who yeah they're bad but 5 wins is a lot. I'm just looking for 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 one for 5 or under plus 180 with a rookie quarterback who's starting running back's not going to be there. And a s- starting quarterback and anthony richardson who was not good in college and i live by the theory of if you're not very good at call co- in college football as a quarterback you're not going to come to the nfl and all of a sudden figure it out and be really really good so i i that was the first one i did now when i was doing this research i had a little cross reference i was like well nfc south afc south play each other those are some games the colts can maybe win who am I worried about from the NFC South? Maybe the Colts could beat them and and mess with my win total. And that brought me to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, everybody. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers probably are going to be worse than the Colts. I went and moved their line. They're also at six and a half. I moved them down to five and a half as well for plus one thirty. This team is garbage. Their head coach, gonna get fired halfway through the season. They <laughs> lost seven, they lost yeah, seven wait. starters. On their offense, three defensive backs, which I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the NFL is a passing league. And if you lose three fourths of your starting secondary, it's not great. And they didn't do much to replace them. They're just counting on backups from last year to fill in those spots. Uh, They lost Tom Brady. And what did they do to improve that position? Oh, then we got Baker Mayfield, who has thrown seven interceptions in nine training camp practices so far. Not very good ratio.
0: Dang. Uh, They lost and starting. We got preseason stats for y'all right here. I got practice stats for you. He's he's insider pins.
1: Um, And then, (laughs) yeah, and I think everyone in their division improved as well. So I'm giving out a double dip it's it's the south we're 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 taking unders in the south but it's the colts and the bucks take them both move the line get you some plus money we're always hunting for
0: that and that plus money hunting was brought to you by fruit (laughs) roll-ups we got some bonus bets bonus bet episode here on the on the pod Good, good, good picks, Tens. Thank you. Thank, I feel I feel really good about them. I'm, what do you think?
1: I think yeah. they're.
2: I think both of those teams suck. What do you think about those, Zach? Great, love them. I love them. Colts terrible. I agree.
0: So I'm going to take over with my future pick. I'm just trying to get people to jump on board with me. Just one. You know, time. you know who you are out there. I've been doing some research. I'm still nervous that these diehard fans are not going to jump on a bet with me. Okay, think, let's yeah. let's talk
2: about it really fast. I think we need to talk about it. We, okay, we go have ahead, a few Zach. we have a few fans who who have been listening to the podcast really faithfully, who have taken to fading all of Mason's future picks
0: and putting them in a parlay. I might
2: add. <laughs> And so help me, <laughs> we we are going to get them on this pod, uh, and we are going to have a. They're going to talk about it because I think what would happen if that parlay hits and all of Mason's hits picks are wrong and he makes an enormous amount of money. On so
0: I'll have to I'll have to look and see how much the payout is. If this bet hits, I will match how much money, and I will. <laughs> Tinsley just gave a no, no, no. Hold on hold on Mason,
1: it, i think it was like 10 grand
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute it was okay, it,
1: uh, he's fading your picks and taking mine and he parlayed them
0: <laughs> okay but listen here i th- this is how faithful oh, i hilarious. am in my <laughs> picks is that i think that they're gonna hit i think at least w- like one out of those four are gonna hit come on give me give me a chance here yeah 10 grand's a lot Let's if we can get it down, it. I'll he's matching
2: it ten thousand dollar Matt. Hold on first, everybody.
0: <laughs> first of all, let's do if if this diehard fan ends up fading all my picks and puts them in a parlay and it hits, I will match it and I will give it to whatever charity that fan selects. Oh,
1: charity! <laughs> Good thing he's got a dog named Charity.
2: It's charity, weird charity. Next guy up, podcast needs some money. <laughs> we need sponsors.
0: Also, uh, that's brought to you by no layoffs. How many days <laughs> since our last layoff? Everybody? We are seven
2: episodes in, not a single layoff so <laughs> not far. A not single a layoff. single one. How many podcasts can say that? No layoffs. The whole history of the podcast. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff.
0: Okay, so mine's gonna be a little quicker here, um, just for time. So this is, this is about the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders, words with Mason. Jimmy G is the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. You know who cares? Not this guy. I don't care at all. Devontae Adams puts up numbers, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, or even Jared Stidham, which, by the way, Adams had two touchdown receptions when Stidham was the quarterback in one of the games last year, last season. Devontae Adams' line is eight and a half touchdown receptions for the season. He has surpassed that in six of the last seven seasons. The one season that he didn't, he had a bunch of injuries that season. Uh, If Josh Jacobs, which we talked about, Tinsley just alluded to, holds out, uh, they won't be as effective in the running game, which I think they'll just continue to push to pass, even even if it's dump-offs, throw to the slant, which uh, Jimmy Garoppolo does a lot. I think um, I think Devontae Adams is going to get a lot of targets. Uh, they do have Jacoby Myers from the Patriots that they added and still have Hunter Renfro, which are, I think are still good supporting cast, but it doesn't take away Devontae Adams' like clear-cut number one wide receiver role. So give me Devontae Adams, over eight and a half touchdowns at plus 110, plus money hunting brought to you by Fruit Roll-Ups. Put it in the books. Now you know, and make
1: this really good is uh, Aaron has hinted around about midseason trades. Maybe maybe he goes and gets his the Jets to trade for his boy. Um, and, unless that happens, I don't know, man. I, I I'm not gonna fade you because because I don't do that. I'm not gonna fade <laughs> you, Mason. But uh, I don't know, man. I I don't I don't. I'm not touching the Raiders in any kind of way, any bets? Yeah,
0: think. I get it. And see, me and Tinsley, we do agree on a lot when it comes to the. the to betting and, you know, fantasy all together as well. We have some of the same strategies and sports outlooks. But, I mean, what fun is it if we don't agree on something? Yeah. So, okay. I feel like I I completely respect it. I get it. I'm just, Devontae Adams is a freak. If you give him one-on-one in the corner of the end zone and Jimmy G's just got to throw it up, he's going to get it, in my opinion. That's just me. Because we've seen Devontae Adams with, like, backup quarterbacks when aaron Rodgers get hurt or something and he still like perform i gave that example with jared Stidham on last year i think he's still gonna put up some numbers I, that's that just seemed low to me i was looking at some other lines and i was like 10 11 like 13 yeah. and a half and i was like man those are high compared to his as one of the best we've t- that first stat that i gave you guys the stat uh guess that stat for week one Mm-hmm. All the running or all the wide receivers that had the most wide receivers in the first three, uh, the, the last three seasons, and Devonte Adams was in there. So I know that's touchdowns to yards, but still, he's one of the yeah. he's been one of the top performers in the, performers in the last three seasons. So that's what I'm going with. I won't. All right, lie. I Zach, don't, I don't like it. Oh, go ahead, but I, I wish you luck. I appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. I heard you got a
2: juicy bet for us. Uh, it's actually not that juicy, but here it is. Oh, um, dang it. Going back to our com- – so this is, again, this is a college football bet. Um, going back to our conversation about conference realignment, here's here's my grand takeaway, and I will sum it all up in one bet. <clears throat> uh, this 2023, uh, they, the line for the SEC to win the national championship is minus 110, and I'll be taking that as a future Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Who cares how big the Big Ten is and the Big 12 is? Because guess what? All the best teams are still in the SEC. And it doesn't, like, that number is crazy. When I saw it, minus 110 for SEC to win the national championship. I mean, that's, it's just a crazy number because there's there's so many other teams out there. But at the end of the day, LSU, which we've talked about before, but I mean, more realistically, Alabama, Georgia all of the teams who have the best shot like Georgia against the field is is an easy is like a is a very like good bet to take at this point. Yeah. And so I don't know. That number is just shocking to me and the fact that I I, I often wonder where some mid-level SEC teams would be if they played in you know the Big 10 or the Big 12 or the Pac 12 or the ACC and where they would end yeah. up because Going through a schedule like a lot of the teams in SEC play, when you are playing Georgia and Alabama regularly on your schedule, I mean, of course, those I mean those teams are just mowing through everybody, you know, and they would mow through any division or any conference they were in. So, I am excited to see how it plays out. But this year, um, I fully expect the SEC to to dominate once again. I mean, we saw what happened last year with Georgia just just plowing through everyone, and so I, I don't I don't see that changing again. I'm taking this bet, Zach, because
0: I wanted to look up and see what the lines were for the national championship. The the top five teams, there are three out of the five that are SEC favorites. So let's go in order here. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and then LSU. So those are the top five and three of those are SEC. So it's three out of the th- and three. Out Michigan,
2: of the Michigan Ohio State play each other obviously as well. Yep. And I mean so one of those teams usually is gonna fall out in the winter of that. But I mean it's because the Big Ten is soft and their schedules are super soft. So and then yeah, I agree, Mason.
0: It's a it's a great pick. I'm taking that. It's uh, even money? That's insane. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm definitely going to take that and then parlay it with like I don't know. Jags to win the seven <laughs> games just to get my plus money, just to get some plus money. Oh, was it? Yeah,
2: sorry. Was it plus money, guys? I, I'm kind of yeah. bailed. On what that. was it at That's minus one ten? Minus, minus one ten.
0: So okay, the crazy part is, is that you could bet Georgia at plus two
2: fifteen against the field, or you against
0: yeah. everybody, or you could just, you know, minus one ten. You're basically getting your money back, like you're whatever you put yeah. in, you're getting the same amount. And you also have Alabama and LSU on your team and UT Tennessee. Vols. Yes. So you could still, you know, have That's some, right. I'm taking that. Cause then you could root. I know a lot of people don't, if you're a UT fan, you don't want to root for other SEC teams. I get it. But if UT all of a sudden is kind of falling off the, off and the wheels are falling off, then you can still at least root for other SEC teams to get your bet. Sure, Mason. So love it. Thanks, Love man. it. All right. Well, I think
2: that's it. Zach, you want to wrap us up, big dog? Yeah, I think that's it for our episode today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we have another episode coming out Monday, our Messing Around Monday podcast. Be sure to check our socials. We have some incredible things happening on social media this week. We had some uh, some animal talk and we have some some polls going up. We, uh, we will have another fun episode coming out Monday, Messing Around Monday. Don't miss it. Make sure if you're listening on Apple or Spotify that that you leave us those reviews so you subscribe. It really means a lot to us. And we hope you have a great weekend. Go Fade Mason's Picks. (laughs) Dang it.